video game news and video game music. This is Progress Bar. the show my name is anthony this is progress bar got off to a little later start today mostly because i got new software got new programs got new technology so kind of learning how to use it so sorry for the late start but everything is working i like it yay i love it when stuff works as it should hopefully there won't be any technical difficulties uh, today we're going to be talking about Rainbow Six Siege. Beta is over. I enjoyed myself with it, but it wasn't without its problems, so we'll talk about that. Uh, you could also contact me at SirKibble2 on Twitter and Anthony at ProgressBarRadio.com. That's by email. Contact me that way. We got songs from Soul Signal and Fishy, Ben Prunty, and Lifeformed. So stay tuned for those in between segments, of course. And let's just let's hop into this uh, Rainbow Six Siege stuff. So obviously, got to play it. I didn't get to play it as much as I would like to, mostly because. Life, you know, how life gets in the way. All kind. Of, this week was just busy. This weekend was busy. They extended the beta to October fourth. Still didn't get to play it as much. And then Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five came in the mail, so I had to mess with that for a little bit. So that took a lot of my time. So unfortunately, I didn't get to play more Siege than I wanted to. Sadly, but. I did enjoy what I played mostly, though I still had my issues. So we're going to talk about the good and the bad of Rainbow Six Siege. The good, the overall Siege gameplay, I thought worked extremely well. I think whatever Ubisoft was trying to go for, they worked it out nicely. The idea of tactically infiltrating some space, whether it be a house, it be a capital building, it'd be a mansion, you know, whatever, whatever it would be. I think the idea worked pretty well. It's hard to differentiate really who's the terrorist and who's the bad guy. Obviously the terrorists are the ones inside trying to do the bad stuff, but there's actual no differentiating really. You could be a GIGN unit and still be a terrorist. So on that front, it's kind of worthless. They don't even try to paint a story. It doesn't seem like they try to paint a story. But if they are, that that kind of thing really takes away from the story. But 
they they've already said they're not going to have a type of campaign but that doesn't mean there's no premise if there is a premise that really takes away from it other than that i mean from beginning to end it's all tense if you're on offense if you're trying to attack from the very beginning you get these little robotic cameras these little rc car type of cameras and you use it for reconnaissance you get 30 seconds of reconnaissance and your goal as the attacker you're trying to find if you're playing bomb or if you're trying uh i forget what the other one is called but there's two modes bomb is my favorite so we'll focus on bomb if you're playing bomb you're trying to find the bomb so it's easier to find when you're infiltrating because what you could do with those cameras is you can locate everything so that's pretty nice and convenient and then you're also trying to find the people so you have 30 seconds to do this if you don't do it if you don't find anything in that 30 seconds it makes life a lot harder because after you're done getting your reconnaissance if you do find something and if you do tag it with a locator you got a locator for at least 10 seconds around there it's a good significant amount of time it's not a waypoint directing you exactly to where the bomb is or to where a person is but you get an idea if the locator's up oh, okay i already know upstairs if it's down probably in the garage if it's in the middle obviously you 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 get an idea of where to find it if you're on the defender side, you're trying to hide that bomb and you can put barricades up and you want to put barricades everywhere because if you only put it around the bomb, then the people who are attacking know, well, this is where the bomb is because this is the only place where the barricades are. So you got to venture out a little bit, perhaps get spotted by the camera and put barricades up to make sure that the attackers don't find the bomb. That whole process can be a little freaky too because if you're next to the bomb, well then you're easily spotted. And then they might get they might find you and get tipped off, "Oh, that's where the bomb is." The nice thing about it is if you step out and get a little adventurous, they might think, "Ah, that's where the bomb is because he's putting a barricade up there or that's where they're located. That's where he's posted up." Now, as the defender, you can also shoot the cameras. So if you find it, you can shoot it. That takes them out until that 30 seconds is up. So that's a nice feature. So there's this back and forth right there in the 30 seconds, the first 30 seconds of the match. It's super tense. And then for the rest of the match, it's five on five. You're either defusing the bomb or you're fending off the attackers. And that in and of itself, is an entirely different thing because you don't know where they're going to come from. I've had people come from the windows. I've had people come from the the bottom floor. There's people who come from the top. There's so many different ways to enter that it makes defending a lot more difficult. (laughs) It's it's really stressful at times because you're like, do I post up? Do I walk around and try to pick people off before they get to a certain area? Do I pretend this is where the bomb is and just stay right here? There's so many different tactics and you don't have a lot of life to take bullets to really fend stuff off. And don't let anybody throw grenades. Grenades in this game are no joke. 
They are painful. They will kill you. You don't get a lot of them. It's not like Call of Duty or Halo where there's just grenades all over the place. I think you get one or two. And not everyone has grenades. Some people have flashbangs, and those things work. They flashbang you bad. You can't hear anything, and you certainly can't see anything. But it is very tense from beginning to end. A lot of adrenaline pumping. It's especially even more tense and a a bit frustrating if you don't have any people to talk to. But we'll talk about that in a moment. The bad matchmaking. The matchmaking was horrible from beginning to end. You had to wait over 10 minutes to find a match sometimes. I mean, it was Halo the Master Chief Collection all over again. It was so frustrating. I'm sitting there on my couch, not even playing the game. I'm enjoying my time because I'm on my tablet. I'm surfing the internet. I'm on entrepreneur.com. I'm looking up you know, Motor Trend, you know, I'm just on all kinds of websites while I'm supposed to be playing Rainbow Six Siege, but it's trying to find a match and it's not. So sometimes I would have to back out and then try it again. And sometimes it would work. Sometimes it wouldn't. So that was just frustrating the entire way because I should have been able to spend way more time with the game than I actually got just from the time I did get to play it. But I spent so much time trying to find a match now you say it's a beta this is true if there was a beta part of that this is the beta but that doesn't change the fact that it was still frustrating it was still annoying now i'm happy i got to help ubisoft you know work it out hopefully by the time this launches it should be fine But I I still don't understand why there are so many games with so many server issues, so many matchmaking issues from the beginning. It just, it doesn't make any sense. Even Call of Duty, months out, a few months out, before, uh, yeah, obviously it's not out yet, but they had their beta, hardly any matchmaking issues, hardly any. The same lag issues that every Call of Duty has. So I don't even know if that's good or bad. It's bad, obviously, but it's standard at this point. At least you know, hey, it works. Matchmaking worked. And it's not like Ubisoft hasn't done a game with matchmaking in it. Future Soldier, that did all right. So why in the world is this game doing so bad? I'm not sure what kind of algorithm they're trying, but my goodness. At some point, they need to get that that stuff right. Alright. This song is called Upside Down Stalagmite. It's by Lifeforms. You can find it on the Fastfall soundtrack, which is the Dust Force original soundtrack. On Bandcamp, you're listening to Progress Bar.
That is Upside Down Stalagmite by Lifeforms. You can find it on the Dust Force OST, which is titled Fast Fall. It's on Bandcamp. So when you're on Bandcamp, look for Fast Fall, and you will find the Dust Force original soundtrack. Now we're talking about Rainbow Six Siege, the good and the bad of it. The beta ended yesterday. So I want to keep talking about what I liked and didn't like about it. The good? Terrorist Hunt. It's one of the modes. There were two matchmaking modes. One being Bomb. Another one being Secure Area. That's the name of the other one. Secure Area. That was kind of like a team deathmatch type of thing. By the way, there's no respawns in Rainbow Six Siege. When you go down, if you don't die, you can get revived with a minimal amount of health. You know, between like 25 and 37 out of 100. But once you die a second time, that's it. You're done. And if you get shot while you're in that state of, hey, revive me, you're you're done. So there's that. But then there's Terrorist Hunt. Which is humans versus AI, which that doesn't sound as appealing as humans versus humans, but surprisingly, the AI is really, really smart. They flank you. Now, I will say a little bit is, I wouldn't say unfair, but unrealistic compared to what happens in matchmaking. So there's an area that you enter, and it's any one of those same multiplayer maps that you play. There's an area that you enter. And it is booby-trapped. Barbed wire everywhere. Sometimes C4 everywhere. All kinds of stuff. And some of the AI have the same perks that you do. So one operator has the ability to put a, a barrier in front of them. It's a mobile barrier. So the AI can also do that. So there's a certain number that you have to clear out. I think you get 15 minutes, 12 or 15 minutes to to do all of it. And depend, uh, the numbers dependent on what difficulty you have it on. You got normal, you got hard, and then you have realistic. Obviously, on realistic, they have great aim and they're smarter. Normal, they're more likely to just kind of stand there, take the hits that you give them. Not that difficult. You could kind of run and gun that one almost. Almost. But once it hits hard, even that's difficult. Now, doing normal by yourself, just one person, that could get a little difficult. Just a little bit. Not as much because, again, the AI just kind of stands around and kind of just takes the hits. On hard, a little bit more difficult. Especially on certain maps that don't have the easy way in and the easy way out. But then you got realistic. You pretty much forget that. By yourself. Now, you can play with up to five people. And just like in matchmaking. You could also matchmake in Terrorist Hunt. So you could just join other people online. Which, that didn't work out too well, the matchmaking most of the time. So it was better to get into a party. Which is what I did. I decided to get into a party. Had a friend. Just us two. And we tried Terrorist Hunt on hard. And let me tell you. 
it was very, very difficult. We had a lot of retries before we finally got a rhythm together. And we completed every map on hard except one. But then we tried realistic. Uh, yeah, that didn't work out too well at all. So it's tough. Terrace hunt, no joke. No recon at the beginning. So you just got to go in there and just do it. <clears throat> None of those cameras at the beginning. If you don't have, yeah, I mean, you just go in blind. Uh, what we like to do sometimes, you know, pop a hole somewhere in a barricade and let as many come out as possible. But even that's difficult because they have guys who have C4 strapped to their bodies. And sometimes they'll just bust through a barricade and blow you the frick up. You have no time to respond. Other times they come out, they're kind of looking for you, they start shooting at you, and then they'll just start bum-rushing you. So that throws you off. And if you don't have somebody there to help you, you could get blown up. Now, most times you're faster, so that's not as much as a threat. But if you get caught on something, it's over. You will get blasted. Rarely have I survived a C4 blast. I think there was one time I survived the human bomb other than that nah you out and you're left watching your friend trying to get through the level by himself providing some sort of camera cover but that usually doesn't work out too well so it's fun it's not wave based there's just a certain amount of people you have to kill that's it but it's it's really difficult you're gonna get your challenges worth for sure and there's really no one way to do it right or wrong. As long as you got a plan, though, you're going you're gonna to figure it out eventually. But no matter what you do, it's, it's going to be difficult. They just don't come at you the same way. You, at the beginning, you might be able to have them react the same way. But for the most part, they're not, rea not going to react the same way. The bad... Another bad thing about Rainbow Six Siege, only one person can have an operator at a time. There's several different operators. Those are your classes. But only one person in a match can have it at a time. Now, that doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world, but when you're, when you're working on an operator that you like, when you're working with a class that you like, and then somebody chooses it, you might not have enough renown, which is the game's currency, to have purchased another operator to use that you would like to use. So you're stuck using the recruit, which is the operator everybody can use. Nothing really special about them. They don't have their own special equipment. They're decent. They have good guns, but nothing special about them. It's just what I have to use because somebody else took the operator that I would typically use. Now, yeah, you have operators for attack and defense. So, you might have more operators available for yourself in defense, but not attack. So, you got one operator in attack. Let's just say IQ. That's one of the operators I use. especially useful in terrorist hunt. But, let's say that's the only one you got. Somebody else chooses that. You're stuck with the recruit until you go into defend, which then you might have more operators to choose from. So, that it's just a little frustrating. Especially when you're, sometimes the menu would just glitch out, lag out. And so I'd be trying to 
you know, push the right button trying to get over to the operator that I want to use. And for whatever reason, it would just lag. I'd hit right and it wouldn't do anything. So I hit it again and then finally it moves. And then somebody else chooses the operator that I wanted. Great. Fantastic. A little frustrating. I just, I just don't think that's the best way to do things. I know other games have it where you you can only choose one class and it works out. But I think the problem with it is there's, there's too many operators. And then you have these types of classes that you might not be good with at all. So it, it's just frustrating because you might end up with an operator class that you don't really want. I mean, you could always pick recruit. You could always do that. So if you just don't like any of the operators except IQ, then great, choose recruit. But to be stuck with an operator you might not want, that doesn't help. I, I feel like it would be better if there was a way where it all could still be balanced while having multiple operators or maybe limit different operators in different ways. <clears throat> so I think it's the GIGN unit who has grenades. I think. One of the operators has grenades. So if one operator already is there, then the other operator might have to use the other equipment, for example. Because each operator pretty much has two different types of equipment that they can use. So if one person chose a type of equipment, then the other person is maybe forced to use the different type of equipment. That way you still have maybe somebody who wants to use the riot shield. So two people have riot shields, but they don't have the same weaponry, for example. I don't know. I feel like there should be a way to circumvent that and still make it fair. I understand why you can only choose one operator of that class. I get it. I just think there's another way to handle that without it being this race to choose the operator at the beginning of the match. I guess that would add to the tense right from the beginning, but that's not the type of tense that I'm really looking for. This song is called Devastation's Duel. It's by Soul Signal and Fishy. It is on the Super Mario 64 Portrait of a Plumber remix album on ocremix.org. Siege does have one deal breaker, for sure. We'll talk about that coming up after this song. You're listening to Progress Bar.
Devastation's Duel by Soul Signal and Fishy. That's on the Super Mario 64 Portrait of a Plumber remix album on ocremix.org. Talking about the good and the bad of Rainbow Six Siege, what I like, what I didn't like. So far, I'll just run down real quick. Uh, the overall Rainbow Six Siege's gameplay, fantastic. Very tense. Lots to think about. Super tactical. You got to work with your teammates. You got to chat. For sure. Matchmaking, bad. Hope they fix it. Terrorist hunt, really good mode. If you're not into matchmaking on its own, Terrorist Hunt will keep you busy for a while. It's difficult. It's challenging. AI is actually pretty pretty smart. Kind of shocking how smart they are. The bad. Only one person can have one operator at a time. I just think there's a better way to handle that. I understand why they do that. I just think there's a better way to handle that, though. What else is good? Lighting and the sound. I really like what they did with the lighting, especially the lighting. So, barricades don't go all the way down to the ground. You can barricade doorways, and they don't go all the way down to the ground. So, there's one strip of wood that's missing. This is, it's not really missing. That's just how the barricades are. And so, you could go prone and look underneath the barricade, and you might be able to see foot, feet. Foots. Yeah, foots. You might be able to see feet. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's just a nice feature. But what else you might be able to see is shadows along the floor. And that lets you know, oh yeah, there's people in here. And you can tell that to your teammates. Oh yeah, there's people in there. I can see the shadows on the floor. It's really cool. I'm glad they put that kind of detail in there. Because that, that kind of stuff matters. Because I really did look under the barricade. I was like, I don't see... Oh, I see a shadow. I see feet moving from the shadows. I didn't see the actual feet. I saw the shadows. I was like, oh, that, that's kind of cool that they put that sort of touch into the graphics. That's a nice touch because that matters. That's the kind of stuff you want to relay to your teammates. And it makes you, as the defender, real cautious about... Where you walk around. Because somebody could be lying prone on the ground. Looking at the shadows of your legs and your feet. Sound. Really good too. They did a very good job with the sound. You can hear people through walls. If you listen quietly enough. If the walls are thin enough. Obviously you can hear some of the chatter sometimes. That's more so with the AI than it is with human players. It's not like the defending team or the opposing team can hear you chatting that would that would be a whole nother level of ridiculous i don't even know how they would be able to work that out but the sound design they've done a very good job gunshots from afar sound like gunshots from afar gunshots up close definitely sound like gunshots up close where people die no skull markings you gotta use sound to figure out where they're at obviously there's always the advantage of if people are wearing turtle beaches or something like that but even if you have just a pretty good sound bar like i do uh, sound is going to be extremely useful 
What's the worst part? Here's my deal breaker from Rainbow Six Siege. This is the very thing that would not would be the factor as why I don't buy it. By the end of the beta, people stop chatting. And in Rainbow Six Siege, chatting is extremely important. And the fact that people weren't chatting, I'm like, I don't know if I want to play this if people aren't going to chat. Because you're playing a lot of guessing games if you don't know what's happening. You're always wondering, is there somebody behind me? Is there somebody on the other side of the wall? Is there somebody above me? And if you don't have people communicating that to you, there's going to be a lot of problems. You're going to die a lot because you can't run and gun in this game. It's not happening. You run and gun, you die, period. You might be able to get one or two people down, but for the most part, you're dying and that doesn't help your team. So you got to communicate. Is there somebody in that room? Do I see those shadowy footsteps? You got to communicate that stuff. The teams that... This is true for any multiplayer game, but it's especially true in Rainbow Six Siege. The teams that communicate will more than likely win. Because they're going to be walking with each other. They're going to have each other's back. And if you don't kill them, they'll kill you. And then they'll revive their teammate and move forward towards the objective. There's rarely been a time where my team won and we weren't the ones communicating. Rarely. You might be able to get away with it a little bit. I've gotten teams down, you know, 2v1, 1v1. But if you're not communicating, that game, it it just does not function as well at all. Terrorist Hunt, you can play by yourself. You don't need teammates to chat. But if you're playing the matchmaking stuff, you got to have somebody talking to you. It just does not make any sense in this game. It's just that much more fun. Communicating all those little fun things you would love to say. That's just fun to say. Hey, you know, I, I got you six. You know, you're sweeping the rooms. Looking after each other, moving slow, tactically. It's all that much more fun with chat. Too much guessing without chat. I wouldn't be able to take it. So if that's the way it's going to be, I can't recommend Rainbow Six Siege. I wouldn't get it. And I'm not going to tell you, hey, get it. But if you can handle that, cool. Fantastic. This song is called Mantis. It's by Ben Prunty. You can find it on the FTL original soundtrack on Bandcamp. You're listening to Progress Bar.
That is Mantis Battle by Ben Prunty. You can find it on the FTL original soundtrack, which is available on Bandcamp. All right. It's good to be back. I'll say that much for sure. Hated missing Thursday and Friday. I love my mentor. He's great. I'm like, dude, tell your radio station to get your stuff together. My goodness. So I'll let you know what's going to be happening from now on. My mentor has said that he wants to meet every Friday. We'll see how that actually goes. So I'll keep you up to date when the show will air as usual. But tentatively, there won't be a show on Friday. But we'll see how that changes. You can listen to the replay of this show on SoundCloud. Back on SoundCloud. And Spreaker, of course. That's Speaker with an R. Spreaker. Just to let you know, we're coming to TuneIn Radio pretty soon. Going to iTunes pretty soon. Really excited about that. Hoping to increase the audience that way. Remember, you can email me, anthony at progressbarradio.com. Email topics you want, email response to the, to the talk today. Let me know how you feel about Rainbow Six Siege. Or you can talk to me about whatever else you want. That's fine, too. You can tweet me, at SirKibble2. That works also. I spend a lot of time on Twitter. Sometimes I don't tweet, but I do spend a lot of time looking at Twitter. So check me out there. Hit me up there. Easy way to reach me. So that will do it. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you. Talk to you tomorrow. Later. Later.